0: Hello and welcome to Junk to Jewels with Georgette Beck. Today, our special guest is a real beautiful lady that I had the pleasure of meeting in our single and parenting support group. And just to give you a heads up and a warning, the topic does include divorce, marriage and abuse and her story is special. God is so cool on how he touches our hearts and brings so much healing. And I'm so excited to introduce Christina Martin to you. Enjoy the show today. Hi, Christina. How are you? I'm good. Oh, my goodness. Well, today we have Christina Martin with us, and I had the great pleasure of meeting her during our support group that Scott and I hosted for single parents, and it was such a blessing. We had, I think, 12 to 13 weeks together, Yes. right? And we got to share stories and share hearts and get to know each other, and it was just a beautiful time. Christina, thank you so much for joining us today on the Jump to Jules podcast with Georgette back. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you for the opportunity. You need a sip of your coffee? (laughs) Are you good? I'm okay. Okay, wonderful. So why don't we just start with, tell tell the viewers and listeners um, a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. So I am currently a single mom. Um, I've had a a long, rough journey, Um, but I hope that my story will give you hope. Um, My story, I... Go with a theme of beautifully broken. Um, I was, I grew up in the church. Um, I grew up with a Christian family, but um, at the age of 14, I was diagnosed with terminally uh, cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage four, um, 14. at 14 years old. Um, it was definitely a hard journey. Um, I ended up breaking my femur, uh, which was very hard as well. I had to learn how to walk again and pretty much lived in the hospital for the first year doing cancer treatments and losing my hair. Um, a lot of different struggles in that time, but I knew that God was always with me.
0: Now the first, this is the first
1: it's the first time. time. Mm-hmm. So
0: wasn't there a miracle involved in this? The fact that you didn't know you yes. had cancer.
1: Can you just explain a little yes. bit about that accident that brought yeah. this to everyone's attention? So I was uh, again, like 13, 14, and I kept having these strange pains every night We went to 10 different doctors. Um, My mother never gave up on hope and finding a second opinion because they couldn't figure out exactly what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So we ended up doing a biopsy, and I ended up breaking my femur after that, which was actually the night that they diagnosed me with cancer when I went to the hospital, the emergency room with my broken leg. Um, I was stage four at that point, which the doctor told my father that I had six months to live. It was a hard um, diagnosis for, yeah. for a family and a young girl. Yes. Um, but God is good. And he, he brought us through the treatments. We, we went to three different hospitals. Um, I was in remission. That was my freshman year of high school. And I was able to finish out, uh, you know, the rest of my high school years until my senior year where I was uh, back again with more cancer treatments. So I did homeschool my senior year of high school. And I ended up walking the graduation with a wig, um, but I did it. We did it, uh, you know, with God's help and with his strength, because in ourselves, we cannot we cannot accomplish anything really. Um, but he brought me through and I was in remission again. And they told me I would never have children. Mm-hmm. I ended up having two miracle babies. That's How beautiful. <laughs> two miracle babies who drive me crazy, but they are the most beautiful, amazing gifts that God could have given. Yeah. You have a son and a daughter. I have a son and a daughter, Serenity and Angel. Amen. And um, they're definitely my miracles, especially for being told uh, as a young girl, I was always wanting to be a mother and um, always being told that I could never have children. That was a big um, hurt in my life, but God blessed it with, with my two babies. Yeah, um, Through that journey as well, I was in a, an abusive marriage, which is where my children came from. And um, but God bless that as well. Uh, I had left the Lord for a long time trying to run from him, really just trying to find myself like, was this after the cancer? It was after the cancer. Um, I look back now and I think that maybe I had some type of survivor's guilt, just wondering, like, why did God choose me to live? because I was continuing to suffer emotionally, physically, just a, a lot of different things. And I really, at that point, as a young adult, a young woman, I decided that I wanted to take life into my own hands, and I was going to live my own life, and I didn't need God. And um, But looking back, I was really in the darkness. I had I had really gone down a dark valley, a dark path of my life, just wondering what was my purpose What was my journey? What was all of this for? Why had I suffered so much? And why did God allow it?
0: Do you think you were angry at God for allowing cancer and wondering why? Yes, I
1: I definitely think that I, I went through some dark stages of wondering why, or even believing if he really existed, which is hard because I saw so many miracles during my cancer treatments where doctors would literally tell me that they have never seen such a miraculous healing in their life. Um, I had seen God and visions of God as a child going through those treatments and knowing that He was there. Can you but, explain some of that? What do you mean by some visions? Um, yes. So during some of the treatments, I was I was very ill. So this was after I had broken my leg. I was learning how to walk again. I had been bedridden for six months and losing my hair um, was very distraught for me. That's very traumatic for a young a lady. Yes, and I um I went through stages where I just wanted to die, really. I just wanted God to take me, Um, mm. but I had a vision one night in the hospital where I saw just crying out to him and just asking him to take me because I didn't want to see my family suffering, and I didn't want to suffer anymore myself as well, um, but he calmed my heart, and I saw a vision of... Of a light just telling me that everything was going to be okay. And it was. I survived and I had my children, and I'm here. You, you believe his story about You just today. knew that to be true. Yes. You... Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. And um, sorry. Oh, you're
0: fine. That's it. You've given a quick summary, a nutshell. That's a long, that's a big journey, right? In what you just said. So, 14.
1: This was before high school. The first, so, yes, I was. It was so the you summer. a summer of school. Mm-hmm. I was the, so you were in treatment throughout the summer mm-hmm. and into into the school year. So I had to do my freshman year was homeschool as well. Mm-hmm. So I missed. I feel like I missed a lot of my a lot of my childhood. I had to grow up in the social with mm-hmm.
0: all the, the children and the your yes. peers.
1: Yeah, and thankfully, I mean, there was always that doubt as well that I would never be normal. I would never have a life like other other people had because I, I couldn't go to school. I didn't have, you know, friends in that way. Um, but he, he gave me a core group of about five girls that still to this day, you know, in really? our almost forties, we still are, you know, together and That's still a special lift treasure. each other That's up. A gift. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. And, but even in that darkness, you know, I look back and I remember running from God, like the prodigal son, you know, saying, I'm going to take my life into my own hands. I don't I don't need him. I'm just going to do me and have fun because who knows, I could die tomorrow. And um, I I look back and every dark place that I was, no matter how sinful, no matter how ugly, no matter how dark it was, he was there. He was there every moment of the way, trying to call me back home, trying to bring me back home. And um, it took my abusive marriage to really bring me down to my knees that one day just in the darkness of it all, just laying on my floor, just crying out to God, please just change my life. Just help me to get out of this because I knew I did it to myself, just like the prodigal son, you know, had gotten so far down. But just like the father, he literally opened his arms to me and just said, just come back home. I've been calling <laughs> you home this whole time. Why are you running from me? Um, and so I did um, after after my divorce, Um, I had a lot of healing through Divorce Care, which is one of the groups that we facilitate at the church as well. It's so much healing and just being able Mm -hmm. to forgive uh, my ex-husband and the things that he did and getting over those to have a relationship for our children. um, He he really just brought it forth to restore and to just redeem my life in every aspect. Um, I rededicated my life to him. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that I'm a hundred percent a different person because of that. And what I tell other people is that no matter where you come from, no matter what you've done or what journeys you've been through, what suffering you have been through, He can restore and redeem anyone. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I struggled a lot in my dark ages with you know alcohol and drugs and seeking attention from you know other people and things like that. But he he's taken all of those desires away and filled me with him, with himself, with his spirit, and just knowing that there is so much hope in him.
0: And life is beautiful even when life is is difficult when we have
1: the Jesus transformation. It is. You look
0: stunning. And it's It's not just your outward appearance. It's the glow inside the spirit of God looking at me. And I sense such a presence of love and peace and joy. Christina. He's got wonderful plans for your life and your family. And I'm just so blessed. <laughs> I get to meet you and know you. This is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful journey. And you're still in process. Like it's yes. still ongoing. Um, your daughter had a mirror. Your children received a gift to go to a, a Christian to ca- yes. a school,
1: yes. right? So yes. God is still on the throne. He's still taking care. He is. One thing I always say is prayer. Uh prayer is probably the biggest thing that i rely on and some people can say oh but how do you know because he hears us we talk to him and he hears us and we can cry out to him just as a regular father and even on this earth i don't my i love my father he is an amazing provider and he's an amazing man but he was never one to um to really be like affectionate or just really But our Heavenly Father, He is so much different than anything we could imagine. We can talk to Him and argue with Him or, you know, the way Job did and just, you know, wondering why and asking why. And He will give us, He may not give us those answers in the moment, but looking back and understanding that everything is for a purpose. um, I I liken to a glow stick. So a glow glow stick, stick, it's before you break it, it's just plane. Right. The minute that you break it is when it really starts to glow. When it really starts to shine and, and show light. And I feel like in our life it's the same way. That's a you great know, visual. I like it. If we haven't been broken or we haven't suffered in our life, mm-hmm. what testimony do we have? What do we have to show our faith? Because if if you have everything going well, how can what do you need to have faith for? Right. You know. I remember my journey too with the, the when my first marriage broke
0: prayer was something. So I, did, I didn't know it, but I did all the talking to God. Yeah, And then when I received Jesus, I, I still talked. Like I always believed in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I didn't really understand the Holy Spirit yet, but I talked to God. And then when I received Jesus, I still talked and read the Bible, but I did all the talking. Yeah. And then when I had mind broken time where I cried on the floor of a closet, someone heard and responded and like you say with your dad I have you know we have um, our earthly families and they love us and I love yes. them and they do the best they can for us with what they knew and Yeah but something happened I experienced a love yes. that was so unconditional and it sounds like you can relate Yes that is unexplainable someone hears, someone knows us so intimately so when you when the Bible says he's our creator and he yeah. creates us and fashions us in the womb of our mom, he did that. And he responds. He doesn't always talk like yeah. we're talking, but it's this it's a knowing, this impression that, or a vision. And prayer is
1: our language. And I too, I, I do you journal? I try. I'm not the best at it. I, you make uh, lists? I do. Yeah. And uh, worship is a big thing for me. Yeah. It's just yeah. the music and and really just helping to just quiet my spirit because I'm quite active and uh, quite all over the place in my mind, you know? And so that is, that is kind of where God meets me in the quietness. Um, and just knowing too, that he, he may not allow, so he may, he doesn't, he is a good God. Mm-hmm. He doesn't bring forth disease or suffering or any of these things, but sometimes he'll allow them mm-hmm. to change us or yeah. to, you know, and he always uses it good for good. My favorite Bible verse is Jeremiah 29, mm-hmm. 11, and where he states that everything, you know, he has a good future for us and, you know, everything that he does is to help us and prosper us and right. to give us health and, you know, to to help us to grow right. because we can't grow if we're just staying put and we're not dealing with life or dealing with things you know one of the things because
0: that's what um, a lot of believers and even unbelievers are people who don't know God but they say if there is a God who's a God of loves you know why do bad things happen it's a big question and like he doesn't there's so much behind the scene there's there's a lot of mystery involved too yes but he's not out there punishing people he's not out there making things happen in a bad way but things happen. We're in a, a, a broken plane. Mm-hmm. The, the planet, the fallen of, of yes. mankind has fallen. Um, he, Jesus came to redeem us. So we have redemption and restoration. And that scripture is so powerful because even though there's brokenness around us, God does take that and, it? and use it for our good and restore things to us. And he's never promised that we would have a problem-free life. That's just not going to happen in a broken planet. You know, yes. there's there's good and there's evil and um, God is in the mix of it, but he will orchestrate details to work it out for us. Does. Um, and he does yes. use all of the pain. Yes. And, and even in my own journey, I can tell you I'm better for it. Like I am better for every hard thing I've experienced cuz it gives us perseverance and it really develops those fruits the, yes. the patience the wisdom Strength. the knowledge <laughs> self-control like all of that yes. and I see his love in action yes. right yes so when he shows up for you he so here you're you're in the hospital you're you're going through these treatments that made you not well right and and loss of the hair it's it's very hard but then you have something inside of you saying i'm with you I'm with you in this. You got through that and had remission and then went on to school and he brought around you a core group of solid friends. Yes. And I think, Christina, too, when we go through difficulties, it gives us a different insight that is a treasure for others. Yes. Because only you are going to be able to speak something to someone or pray for someone or love someone when no one else could, right, with that understanding that you have. Um, and especially with the challenges, you know, alcohol too. When I was the, the, when we're going through that dark period,
1: we're trying to feel okay. Trying to numb, almost numb <laughs> the pain, but it's, it's still there. And that's it the is. thing, you know, he had to remind me that what, you know, what are you doing? You're just, you're numbing, but you it's still there. You still have to deal with it. And when we bring those things to him, and we put it at his feet because we're not strong enough in our own flesh to to do it on our own, you know. And not to say that I I don't struggle sometimes, you know, in dark times, uh, you know, in in hard times that I don't struggle to. Well, maybe you know, maybe I can go back, but he tells us, don't look back, you know. Yeah. Do not look back at your past. He, the minute that we give our life to him and we we give it to him and surrender, yeah. he 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 goes forth with us, and we don't have to to go back and wonder, oh, well, was I forgiven for that? Or, you know, is this still a part of my life? Because it's not. He has completely redeemed us and restored you Absolutely. to a whole new clothed in white and pure and holy, the Absolutely. way that his son was. The path, he,
0: our motto, he heals us from the past and the present <laughs> for the future. Yes. And He he reveals like an onion. He reveals truth from the past so that we understand who we are and why yes. we are. And then in the present, he says, now here we go. Here's where we're going now. Yes. And it's a whole new future. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> um, so let's let's there's so much to unpack too. There's even more we could talk about here. When how did it change relationships with your peers in high school, your decisions?
1: Really just everything. Um, I wasn't able to be a part of the the social groups, um, you know, and I began to have social anxiety, not wanting to be around a lot of people either. Number one, because of confidence, you know, with the the hair issue and wearing wigs and things like that. Um, But it it definitely drew me closer to God in that time because I was more in a lonely, uh, you know, season where I wasn't able to be around other people. But it it definitely strengthened me and it, it allowed me to know what a one-on-one relationship is. So if you find yourself in a season of loneliness around, you know, not having physical people around, you know, that God is with you because in that season, I grew so much closer to him and knowing that I wasn't alone and that I could turn to him no matter what. Um, Now you met your husband, this was a first marriage? It was my first marriage yes and this was when you were away from god
0: it was yes i was meeting and connection and time frame yes and how long were you
1: married uh we were actually only married about a year okay um this was another testimony i i bore my first child out of wedlock um which she was my miracle child i was living a life of sin and i was running from god at that moment and no matter how much I prayed to to get away from it, my flesh, I I couldn't physically myself. Yeah. I wasn't ready to surrender it. And no matter how many times I told myself that I was physically, I couldn't. And so I ended up getting pregnant out of wedlock with my ex-husband and my daughter saved my life. Um, at that time, I was drinking four days a week and partying every night. And um, when I found out that I was pregnant with a baby that I was never supposed to have, right. For the doctors. um, it completely changed my life. I gave up everything and I focused on my daughter and trying to uh, make a marriage work with a man that didn't love me. Um, and we ended up having a second child after that, you know, just trying to trying to do right by God and and just really just try to work for my family that that I now had. But my husband was abusive. He was also, you know, not saved at that time or not, a believer at that time. and it was very difficult um, being lonely and being abused and being, you know, physically, verbally, just everything and just feeling that loneliness as well. Being in a marriage where you're not, Been you know, Lonely in yeah. a marriage. That's what do you call that? It's irony here. <laughs> it
0: lonely in a marriage. Your marriage, you have a mate and, and you're lonely in it. What gave you that? So, I, so your daughter, the miracle of your daughter got your attention. It did. Yes. And is that when your heart was starting to soften back towards God? You think,
1: and and that relationship? Was, did you start talking to God at that point? I was, but I hadn't still completely surrendered. surrendered. All, yeah. mm-hmm. I was still trying to do everything in my own strength, and we all know that that does not work. <laughs> um, no. I <laughs> it was two years in, and you know, still, you know, the just such a dark, dark place of my marriage and just everything. And one day I was listening actually to a Joyce Meyer uh, podcast online. I love her. And, um, you know, something she said just clicked with me. And I just, I began to pray for my ex, for my husband at that time and just pray that, that God would either redeem our relationship or that he would help me to escape. And, and he did, he made a way and it wasn't pretty. It was, you know, it was brutal at that moment but looking now you know he was i was able to get away we did our divorce it took about 3 years uh for to fight for custody and things like that which i still never got and um just crying out to god why are you allowing this to happen you mean like full time custody of your full time custody yes uh because he was still drinking he was still doing a lot right. of things and that you were want to dangerous your children yes of and no matter how hard i tried physically in in this realm uh, i couldn't and every he would he would get custody every single time no matter how many times we went to court and i had to just surrender that to god and just say if it's your will you know i'm obviously doing everything i can in my might to yeah. keep him away you're you're allowing this so i'm praying for protection over my children but also that you would redeem him and restore him to be a good father and take care of his kids and he did. And to this day, we have a much better relationship. Um, you know, I can now learn to trust him with the kids and know that God has placed him in their life or them in his life, mm-hmm. you know, to change him hopefully one day, um, you know, to bring him to faith. Now, let me ask you a question, because sadly, there,
0: there's a lot of people that are in those places right now, right now still, that they're in a relationship and there's abuse, um, physical, emotional, or what have you, what would you say to them? I mean, this was not a quick decision on your part, right? It took some time leading up to your decision to leave. Did you reach out for certain help? Did you get information on how best
1: to leave the relationship? I did. We tried counseling, which he didn't uh, didn't necessarily agree to. So we had one, uh, one session. Um, but really, I and I did seek out for women's assistance, but fear always held me back, mm-hmm. and um, that was the biggest part was just the fear of of leaving, of not being able to do it on my own, or right. the fear of you know him doing something to harm us, you know, in in that season. But I I gave it to God and I allowed Him to kind of orchestrate things, and I would continuously pray for just safety and. You know, he opened a doorway in my situation for me to get out where, you know, the cops were involved and, you know, the state picked it up. Um, But I would definitely say always have hope that it's going to get better. Maybe not in that certain situation. It's not always safe to stay, but just trusting that God is going to bring you through it and know, reach out to friends, reach out to family, tell somebody. You cannot keep it to yourself. Because someone will help you to yeah. get out. It's especially for the safety of your children. Yes. Um, you know, not everybody changes. And it's it's very sad. You know, in their case, he has changed. I think it's due to us praying for him and so much. Left, and
0: sometimes relationships is yes. people need to leave the relationship for it yes. to heal in any way. And, and, and
1: the let biggest, God do work in the other person. Yes. And the biggest takeaway, though, is not allowing that fear of feeling like you're not going to be able to provide for your children or having that fear because he used to always tell me, you will never be able to do it without me. But that was a lie. And that was, you know, just a way of him keeping me there. Control. And a way to control. God will always find a way and he will always protect his children and just trust and know that when you leave or you need to leave, just do it, surrender it, give it give it to God, let him bring you through and he will provide everything. There have been so many times that, that God would just... uh Spiritually, just provide for us in these most miraculous ways via scholarships or or people at the church just donating money or walking down the street and finding a hundred dollar bill when I had no groceries, <laughs> and just the most random things that you look back and you're like that had to be God. Like I call it divine appointment.
0: because yes. yes. my daughter and I, because uh, I was a single mom too, as as everyone knowing and going to know even more. But um, one time my daughter was playing in our apartment. And I was about to on um, my I head I, my employer, I was working for an insurance agent agency and I was a customer service rep- representative and he's like, why don't you go to insurance school and get licensed as a producer? We'd really like to encourage you in that Well, it takes money and yeah. it was like a hundred dollar cost or something like that hundred and something, I think. And my daughter was playing and she, Pulled out a Bible that I had in the bookcase and I (laughs) there was an envelope and out comes a hundred dollar bill that I had stashed away for a future. And that was the time. So it's like that. And I call them divine appointments. And then yeah, random people coming up and see you handing you an envelope or a note, or you know, just someone, something happening and that's positive, that is just supportive. It's just no it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So Make the jump, the faith. That's why yes. it's faith, because we don't know. But if you feel led, and and especially if it's for your safety, yes. and the safety of your children, and they have so many. um There's agencies all around us. I know here in our area, in Port St. Lucie and the Treasure Coast of Florida, there's a two one one that people can call. And there are there's a safe safe way safe, safe safe House. place safe space. I think there's agencies and people that definitely are there to help and and local churches too, of course.
1: So definitely just telling somebody Mm -hmm. because they can always help you somehow. (laughs) And now how long have you been on your own now? So it's been seven years. I love that number. (laughs) The number of perfection. (laughs) Yeah. So, but yes, and it's, it's been a hard journey, but I I urge, especially single moms, don't give up. You know, there is, there is hope in everything. There is God will restore us one hundredfold. I know that. Just give it to Him. Just yes. to trust Him to bring it forth. You know, yes. um, we're so much better off than we were seven years ago. And it's in that moment it's so hard to see your future. Correct. Wondering, you know, what does my future hold? I I never finished college. I don't have a a college degree. Um, I'm not good at school, but what do you do now though? God brought you into a a really fascinating career. I, I work actually front desk for a doctor's office, but they they are absolutely amazing. And they're more like family than they are a, a workplace, but he, he just, he blesses where you're at when you give him that control. You know, he is, he has blessed me with so many amazing people who are always there to help us. And I, I love people. I have the opportunity to talk to people all day long, and that's really <laughs> what I love to do. So it's it's a blessing to me. And I just I pray that I'm a blessing to others, to be able to share my story here and there when I'm able to to just show that there is hope, even in suffering. We can have joy. Uh, one thing that Joyce Meyer actually taught me one day was, you know, even in our suffering, joy is not a feeling. It's a choice. We have a choice that no matter what we're going through, 100%. we can I have choose, choose joy all throughout yes.
0: my house. We'll, Things choose we'll joy. Stinking, it's a reminder,
1: pads, yep. but it's true. Yes. And she's got such a testimony,
0: Joyce Myers. And she, and that's what happens when you share your story yes. because your testimony helps someone else in their journey, which we're all on a path and some of us are way ahead on the path and some of us are just getting on it. And, and development happens. It's a process. Precept by precept, God says he gives us truth. And we start out not knowing it. Like my broken story too, like I was so in the weeds and I felt so messed up, yeah. so unlovable, so unseen, so that I don't matter. And that I desperately wanted someone to love me. So I, I, the choices made were not the best. And but I have to say, and you can say and attest to all of, yes. folks listening and watching is, it gets better and better. And take your time in making a decision or a choice with for a person or a mate. And I learned too, as you learned that we are loved by God, and that love is even more than human, man, humankind love. And it's the better, it's best. And always wait for God's best. Don't settle. Yes. And he will bring the best for each of us. And for right now, and he uses different seasons of our life to bring different things. So some of us, you know, have a mate uh, sent in a, and me, it was over six years until my second chance came along. That was a God decision, a God selection. I actually prayed for a pre-arranged marriage. (laughs) That's another story for another day. But God has his way. And and you're at seven years, and will he send a mate? Maybe and maybe yes, not. He will maybe he's <laughs> right, but and yeah. right now he's having you be the um, mom that you are to your kids and providing yes. all the way around. But you know what he's told me, Christina, too, is like if he has a de- if you have a desire in your heart, one day God made it very clear yes. <laughs> using um, Catherine Marshall talking about Peter Marshall. They prayed for heaven on earth marriage and they got that for themselves. And one day I had a couple collection and I had said, you know, am I going to have that second chance, God? Am I going to serve you alone? So here's what God did to us. He brings you to that point that you will serve him 100% wholehearted, no matter if you serve him alone or with someone or in this job, that job, or in this house or that house. You just go all out and say, God, I'm yours no matter what you do with me and where you take me soon as you do that in there, he knows it. Yes. And that's what happened to me. And then he's like, look up at your collections. Look up all around you in your house of what you have for decoration. <laughs> I had a couple of collections and I watched Hallmark like crazy. And he told me, Georgette, who put that dream in your heart for romance? Mm-hmm. I created you that way. So yes, you will serve me with someone someday. I do believe that. And, and I, so if that's that- your desire, I think so too. I think it's going to happen. And when we don't rush it, it will be the right one, because no matter what, listen, guys, let's just be real. There is no relationship out there that doesn't have issues or trouble or conflict or acclamations. Wait for the one that God says, this is my selection for you. Because then together
1: with God, it will be beautiful, despite any hardship and acclamations. Yes. And I definitely urge like all women in your waiting (laughs) season. um, Again, I've been waiting for seven years. Um, and you know I struggle as a single woman as a single mother a lot of days let's talk about this <laughs> can we let's, let's hold on now
0: as um people of faith single singlehood's a little different for us isn't it it is I too you know I read my bible and I'm trying to follow what God says and our church like churches and, and everyone does something different so this isn't to hurt anyone right now but this is um, everyone, I, I love God with all my heart and I want to please Him and I want Him to delight in me. Yes. So I I chose to try to be abstinent. That was, it, abstinence. it is. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I wasn't always successful. There were one or two mistakes. But God did show me something that without those mistakes, I wouldn't have realized what I really deserved because I felt so unworthy. Yes and it was through the the long like the last mistake that was of a generational repeat of a kind of person or ty- type of relationship i would, i would settle with for myself and it was from that knowledge that god brought me above and beyond that that i deserve so much more and i realized my worth yes and then it became all right i'm waiting and he'll send imposters before the real one there's there's people that may look like they're it but when in doubt don't but share about that because for me too is a struggle all around you even people who call themselves christians yeah have this expectation that if we're in a relationship even if they call it if we're committed we should be able to have sex or go all the way yes (laughs) and that uh, there's so many points to this number one we're women and there's a reason god says wait wait for for me
1: Because it gives us soul ties. And that's the thing, you know, is up until that point, we're giving ourselves physically to a man or to a relationship that is not honoring God. It's not fulfilling what He wants for us in a marriage, you know, and it is hard. People ridicule me. It's been seven years. I've been celibate, at least six of them. And, uh, you know, my my non-Christian friends, you know, they don't understand it and they can't. But when I tell you that, in the past, my past self, I needed that attention. I needed that affection. I needed that physical from another human being. Yes. But the minute that I surrendered it and said, God, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to keep digging myself into a hole of emptiness. Because in reality, yes. these relationships that we're giving so much of ourselves to, that is not in the covenant of a marriage, and the covenant of, of God's blessings, it causes pain and sorrow. God doesn't... Tell us that we him. can't have sex because he doesn't want us to do it. He made right. sex, but right? But we have so much suffering right. when it's outside of the the box that he has set for us. And right. and that was the thing. As a father, he didn't want me getting hurt. He doesn't want me getting hurt, and he wants the and best for me. Experience that
0: rejection feeling when the person walks over out and the door. over again.
1: Uncertainty. He wants us in a secure and a safe. Yes. You know, For everyone struggling through relationships, you know, I've only probably dated maybe twice, but that's because I'm so picky. And that's, you know, because God has showed me, these are the things that you deserve. This is what you are worthy with, worthy for. You know, back then I didn't know my worth. I didn't know who I was. I didn't, I thought no one would ever love me because of my history of cancer and my history of just, you know, everything of my past. And and God showed me no. I have so much better for you, and and you will have it one day. It's just patiently waiting. But in those seasons of waiting, He is growing us. He is yes. teaching us the same way a flower grows underground. You know, in the darkness and the solitude of the dirt. You know, that's where He changes us. That's yes. where we start to to flourish and grow and get those
0: where the jewels come
1: out. Is where the jewels take come that out. it yes. turns it to
0: jewels, yes. and we, we blossom. And there is. He wants us to bloom in every season. Yes. So sometimes it starts out a little rough, but then we bloom, and you are blooming, and I love that. So I got it. I got to tell, ladies, it's worth the wait. It is. <laughs> I'm I have a second that. chance now, and my second chance. We're celebrated. We're nineteen and a half years. Next May will be twenty years, Beautiful. and it, it came with stuff. There's acclimation stuff, but this man respects me, and you want a man that will esteem you, cherish you, respect you. And and they, they mess up. We all do. We make mistakes. Sometimes they say, or we do things that aren't nice or loving, but then we have God that holds us in balance and it's worth the wait. So yeah. And, and then in the that meanwhile, thing. that's not the only thing that gives us love and esteem yes. and, and wholeness. We're already whole by ourselves. Yes. And we come to that new understanding when he heals us like that.
1: We're better as a team, but we're our own, you know. And that's I, it drives me crazy when people say, "Well, I'm looking for my other half." No, you're weird. We're, we're whole. whole. We're just waiting for our partner. And holes <laughs> come together and yes. and become one, and that's a beautiful thing in
0: its own. But on your own, and I have to say, there's a scripture in the Bible, and I can't remember exactly where it is, but maybe you'll you'll recognize it, where the, the disciples were talking about should we get married or not get married. You know what I'm talking yes. about. And actually, they gave the advice, if you can stay single and, and stay pure and and be good with that, he recommended that. And I was like, oh, well, God created marriage. But the reason why he did that is because your relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. is so much more and you're not distracted. And in, in a relationship with, with someone, there's distractions. There's normal day life. You're running a house. Yeah. You're, you're doing jobs or children and all of that. And I do say, I have to say, the relationship is different. So pros and cons in any season. And I remember a sister of mine used to say, don't rush going into the next season, Georgette. You know what's in this season, the good and the bad, the the great, the ugly. You don't know what the next season is. So just bloom. Let God allow you to bloom in this current season fully. And then just let God bring the next season when it's time. So that was good advice because... I did get that answer, there, yes. And then we went into another season and it was difficult. But he's preparing you in yes, that he moment. He prepares you. Yeah. <laughs> so when you get your second chance person there, as I call it, you will have fear because you will be holding on to your safe place with Jesus. But it will be good. It'll be good when it's time. So I
1: think that too, a lot of women just lose that faith of thinking it's going to happen again. But I truly believe that If we have that desire in our heart and we truly seek Him first above that relationship, Mm -hmm. it's when we make that relationship an idol to say, well, I want marriage so much that I'm losing my focus on God. No, He wants us to focus on Him Him and He'll bring that relationship once it's ready. I have that faith. So many other people into our lives that fulfill us in so many other ways. So you also serve. You, you actually are involved in different ministries, right? In the church. Yes. And I would have to say that's probably one of the biggest things also that brought me out of depression and out of that loneliness yeah. of not having my relationship. Because when we focus on others and we give ourselves to others, it, it does something to your heart. Number one, it takes the focus off of yourself and off of your needs. Um, and it allows you to just to, to grow in so many different ways and to help people. It, it's just such an amazing feeling. I can go into a day of serving in such a bad mood and just wonder, oh, why did I wake up today? And But the minute that I get there, it it just, it truly does bring joy to help others. And it really just takes the focus off of your own problems, really. And
0: we have to, our timing's coming short to a close, but I do want to say that was part of the healing journey God used. Yes. When, so first, there's a time where you're in the rescue mode and it's mm-hmm. it's 911. People are doing surgery on you spiritually, emotionally, physically, literally. It's not the time. But there is a time when you get like baby legs, toddler legs, where you can start offering to volunteer in different ways in different places. And that's the time to start thinking yes, if someone needs help somewhere, yes, help where you can, where you see a need, meet a need. And then as your heart, as you become more aware of what your specific purpose might be, what your skills are, your strengths are, interests and passions, that would be the time to like maybe take more of a responsibility and show up somewhere consistently. I remember volunteering. Um, I worked for, a God brought me to a nonprofit and he surrounded me with all these Christian ladies. And I I signed up to answer the phone and give prayer when someone needed it. That was my first thing. And then I signed up to do church at an assisted living. And like you said, I remember doing telecare with with people, with teenagers or adults. I would show up all depressed and all sad and all my own life stuff going on. But then when I left, my spirit was lighter. My problems weren't solved. The money situation did not change, but I was better. Mm And every time you show up somewhere to offer your heart to someone else, God is going to do an awesome thing.
1: I would say there's never a perfect time. I mean, I always had excuses of, well, I don't have time for this. I'm a single mom. I don't have time to serve or do this. But really just taking that step of faith and just putting your toes in the water, just putting that one step forward, God makes a way. And He rearranges your whole schedule to a way that you know that we can glorify yeah. Him and and just really give that time to other people and help other people in the same journey we're we're in. And matter of fact, the more you show up for other people, mm-hmm. the more things come back
0: your way. It's yes. Funny how that works. So that's come full circle. <laughs> if there's something you could say to your younger self or someone that's in it right now, like they want to give up, they don't want to live any longer. They they just are tired and sad and. Speak to
1: that person real quick. I would say, just don't give up hope. Storms don't last forever. The same way a storm outside is temporary. You know, while you're in it, and you hear the thunder roaring and the the rain coming down, and you feel like you're drowning, just know that there's hope. It's it's not going to last forever. You're you're going to get through it. Surrender it. Give it to God. Lay it at His feet. Just ask Him to be with you. Give Him, ask Him for comfort and peace. And I promise you that in that moment, the moment that you give it to Him. You will receive his peace. You will receive his comfort and and you will not be alone. Amen. Just do, have the faith and keep moving. That's Amen. really just keep moving. Amen.
0: Pick up the phone. Well, pick up the prayer phone, say those prayers and then call someone. Thank you, Christina, for coming today. I really appreciate you coming to the show and God bless you. And um, I assume you're on social media. Is If people want to reach out to you and they can find you on social media, Christina Martin. Yes, with a K. With a K. All right. Thank you so much. And don't forget, if you're not following Georgette Beck on uh, Facebook or Instagram, please go ahead and follow. And then please uh, download this show and, and follow Junk to Jules podcast with Georgette Beck. We have several guests coming along to share their challenging moments and their inspiration. Thank you for listening and watching. Take care.